gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Welcome to the latest, the greatest edition of Nick's Nonfiction. You're here with your host, Nick Munez. Today on the show, we have got Soren Kierkegaard's Either Or. Seriously, one of the greater books of all time. It gets honest. It's talking about parenting, about what path you should take in life. Soren wrote, as I grew up, I opened my eyes and saw the world and began to laugh. And I haven't stopped laughing since. (laughs) He's down with the sickness, this guy. What's so funny? Get back to work. I'm not going to chuckle once this entire show. He continues, I saw that the meaning of life was to have a livelihood, that the goal of life was to be a high court judge, that the brightest joy was to marry a well-off man, that wisdom is what the majority says it is. Mm, consensus, not trial and error. Well, if you marry rich, you'll never get abused by your psychotic rich husband. There are no certainties in today's episode. I gotta keep you on your toes. Keep you on your farts. Yes, that servitude to God is getting communion once a week. (laughs) That's what spirituality was. (laughs) If you eat a wafer, you're closer to God. That's all it takes. Drink a little bit of wine. You're going to heaven, baby. (laughs) It's so absurd. No, I laughed. Like, his legacy, I think, undergoes the same misinformation that Nietzsche, that Camus are getting hit with. Oh, so you think that you attribute your own value to life? You must be a nihilist. Checkmate, I win. It's stoic. He's saying attribute your own value. And this is dumb, how people think you're supposed to win a philosophical art. It's just to see the world through a different perspective. And seriously, Soren entertains both ideas, the beaten path and the artistic, aesthetic lifestyle. And we're going to sit the fence as well. Stop taking sides out here. <laughs> Either or. Quote, isn't our constant angst a sign that unhappiness is more or less written into the script of life? This isn't nihilism, this is realism. You're going to have some bad days. Let's try to share with each other how to deal with it. You know, a nihilist is actually someone who studies rivers in Egypt. Either or, our main focus is all about the aesthetic versus the ethical. So the artistic versus the traditional. Bro, this book is sick. It goes so hard. An old philosopher said marriage is the process of finding out what kind of man your wife would have preferred. Yeah, I'm going to drop all the old marriage boomer humor as well today. And I'm going to get fucking honest. Well, as honest as no paywall gets you. (laughs) Patreon.com slash the niche. Final quote. This one really gives you a taste of what the book is about. Marry and you will regret it. Don't marry and you will also regret it. Marry or don't marry, you will regret it either way. Laugh at the world's foolishness, you will regret it. Weep over its seriousness, you'll regret that too. Hang yourself and you'll regret it. Don't hang yourself. And you'll regret that too. This is the essence of philosophy. <laughs> Soren, a modern Socrates. He's going to expose all the fakes today, giving the only philosophical advice that matters. It's coming up after the About the Author. About the Author, Soren Kierkegaard. With Soren! 
from 1813 to 1855. He authored 22 books in 42 years. Uh, Trembling, The Sickness Unto Death. We've got all of those in today. I made a super episode for us. He's the youngest of seven kids from an immensely wealthy family. Why is this kid so sad? Cheer up, Kiki. That makes me cringe. I want to cut my tongue out. We need to have a Kiki Bay. <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> said I was getting real, and I said I wasn't laughing. Yeah, Soren Kiefergaard. He lived a comfy, wumpy lifestyle. How the heck did he probe his mind for the most uncomfortable thoughts? I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> and fuck, in today's book, the questions are where the real chin scratchers lie. That's what philosophers, we don't have the answers, but some people ask questions that make you put everything you're doing down. And you have to f take mushrooms and think about the question for four hours at a time. Fuck, what do I want? Something that simple can blow your mind today. Get in the headspace. Quote, anyone who has given serious thought has realized that it is not possible for anyone to be absolutely, in every conceivable way, completely content. <laughs> Such a juicy quote. I want to sink my fangs into this one right now. One more advertisement coming your way. Chapter 1, Soren Kierkegaard's Either-Or, Aesthetics. <laughs> Book has two parts, like I said. Chapter 1 is going to be artistic life, and then chapter 2 is traditional. I gotta probably disclose my thing off the bat, and you know that I'm some weird hippie fuck. But look the part, get aesthetic. Who cares about ethics? Leave a pretty corpse, rob the poor. Do I believe that? Our boy, uh, Soren, he would publish under fake names, so we know that he was a little bit vain. He wrote The Diary of the Seducer, some other of the book. It was under the name Johannes Climaxis. <laughs> Uh. Hilarious pseudonym. Rousseau published under Narcissus. <laughs> These guys have great names. Soren also published under A. I guess... <laughs> oh no, I laughed. It's because he could have been in Pretty Little Liars. A. Yeah, how many times do you hear a Pretty Little Liars joke? Enough beating around the bush. Soren's first major point is for the aesthetic perception running the world. Man, art is the force that flows through us all, man. So he's starting on the super hippie side. Aesthetic finds its highest expression in music, the theater, love. It's true to this day. Music is the exemption in the era of cancellation. I hate talking about it. It's the only point that matters. Like DaBaby is rapping about rape. He can make as many race jokes as he wants as long as it's over a sick beat. Willie Nelson talks about an old N-word song or something and he gets cancelled. My point is that music is too powerful for as much political layers they try to put on top of it. Music, he said theater, eh, and love are pretty uncorruptible forces. Quote, however, the source of love and the art's aesthetic power lies in their ability to inspire the imagination. It isn't inherently the art or the play. It has to be able to make your mind activate. If the presenter's doing all of the work and not leaving any room for you to put your own ideas into it, it's 
kind of boring. Like if a chick at a titty bar is fully naked, there's no room to inspire the imagination. <laughs> My scuzzball example. It's true. Chicks put on pasties. Bring it up to the industry. You could push a product or a person as hard as you want. The people could sniff out if there's no aesthetic, if there's no imagination fuel right there. You know what I'm saying? Like in a real world example of the industry, fucking Pete Davidson. I don't think this guy could tour the country without being on Saturday Night Live. He's all institution. He's the chosen one in terms of stand-up. He was a 16-year-old kid. How much insight, wisdom to match the wit can you have at that age? The industry, I'm saying, can push this guy and make him hot for so long until everyone realized where's the fucking aesthetic. Bro, Pete, you look like the kid who's addicted to opioids from my hometown. You look like a fucking dude who sells loose cigarettes next to the liquor store. Why is this attractive? You know what I'm saying? They're putting him next to Kim Kardashian. It's a psyop. Yeah, I didn't expect to go here for chapter one, Soren Kiegaard. But art, aesthetic, it can be bought at a certain level. I just laughed. And uh, I don't know, Hollywood could probably save itself if it reads either or soon. Segues into a point about imagination being the most useful tool in obtaining aesthetic pleasure. Right, if you want to be artistic, you got to freaking have an imagination. Not in today's world. I want to pay for a movie that will stimulate my emotions so I don't have to imagine them myself. <laughs> like, imagination's been bred out of this man. I don't care about his artsy-fartsy points. I like to go see movies, the theater. I went and saw Minions... Rise of Gru. <laughs> it was so good, bro. I laughed. I sat front row. There was no one in front of me. And I broke the theater a couple times because I couldn't hold my laughter. There's this part where someone gets kicked in the face. Some old lady goes, I am the master monk. Wait for the kicker. <laughs> Go see Minions Rise of Gru. I also went and saw Jurassic World Dominion this summer. Love going to the movies. I don't know. Sometimes that can inspire your imagination. Looking at a 30-foot-tall Tyrannosaurus Rex. Quote, Music and drama create different kinds of aesthetic experience. The aesthetic pleasure offered by music is the most direct. The very best music affects the imagination immediately. The further along your spiritual journey, man, that you get, talking the aesthetic, nothing's going to beat a good song. <laughs> I can't get no satisfaction except for that song. You know what I'm saying? I came across a book recently. I think we're going to have to do it. Is it just me or is everything shit? <laughs> That's the title of the book. <laughs> yeah, this is a long-ass point. He keeps talking about music. Mozart, he's talking about Beethoven. Here's a funny point. Girls are going to hate this. <laughs> Big lesson here for us Sigma grinders. Repetition dulls the pleasure of an act. So Don Juan never repeats the act of love more than once with the same woman. One and done. <laughs> you know what a magician calls abstaining from sex? Coitus avoidus. <laughs> I got banned from Xbox because my gamer tag was king of coitus. It's not a joke. I've been banned for like five years. <laughs> 
Soren's out here dropping bombs, or I guess he's re-dropping Don Juan's bombs. Say that ten times fast. Don Juan bomb, Don Juan bomb, Don bomb, Swanton bomb. Repetition do be dulling the pleasure of acts and jokes. <laughs> the tenth cookie is never as good as the first one. Repetition dulls pleasure in everything. Fondness does make the heart grow stronger. Like the best modern analogy, it's that sex is waiting online for a roller coaster. Once you've been in on enough roller coasters, how many times are you going to wait in the same ride? Once you've hit the Johannes Climaxis. <laughs> Don Juan might not have had roller coasters, but that's a spot-on simile. Quote, he can never enjoy the woman he is with because he is in such a hurry to get to the next one. You're seeing Soren taking the ethical position. Well, bachelors can never be happy because they're always thinking about the next girl that they need to find. I think Soren's a little bit salty that he didn't get laid. <laughs> he had to put his incel spin on it. Well, Don Juan slept with more girls than me because, because he was never able to think about who he was with. The most nerdy philosophical... Just go out and get laid, my guy. Simpin'-ass Soren out here. He needs to get checked. Like, I'm a big roller coaster head, if you know what I mean. You gotta ride the ride if you're gonna be here. That's the only satisfaction. <laughs> you can enjoy the ride pretty well, even if there's no other ride lined up. Like he's saying, all you're thinking about is the next girl. That is insane, bro. <laughs> Some people can't be in the moment, of course. What a blanket argument, though. I'll go all the way meaningless sex is fulfilling we call it meaningless but that's life how did our paths just cross we got to share this amazing feel it's the coolest thing ever no you need to share one <laughs> relationship forever I, i'm not saying one way is right or the other it's just funny to look at it if like personally again i'll get real through the power of cream pies I have tricked my biology into thinking it's okay to die. Yeah, your body after a certain point is like, you have left way too many seedlings. You can't even care for that many people. You gotta die and leave no evidence. <laughs> I'm being facetious. My Don Juanism is showing. We're definitely gonna go deeper than that. Quote, Obtaining true aesthetic pleasure requires a more measured approach than blindly following one's passion as Don Juan does. Soren was a Don Juan too. The ladies Don Juan nothing to do to him. <laughs> he makes some good points, but we're going to keep moving on. Quote, the extreme difficulty of achieving true aesthetic pleasure leads to its boredom. Boredom is the most common and unpleasant human state. He's applying it to the aesthetic side. Obviously, boredom applies to the traditional side. You have to hire a babysitter if you want to go for a walk. You can't see a concert or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Of course, people are bored on both sides of the couple's spectrum. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's just going to keep saying that loneliness is the only form of boredom. I, I don't know, man. I think this is kind of Hobbesian at a certain point, too. It's a shit argument. Boredom is the root of evil. Old Testament 
update the literature. Fucking some people build hedges of stones when they're bored. Some people feed the hungry. I gave a fucking camping grill to a homeless guy the other day because I was bored. Okay, people don't just masturbate and do nothing every single time they have free time. Boredom is neutral. It's like a gun. You know what I'm saying? Good guys can have it or bad guys can have it. <laughs> you could t tell Soren is like fighting for funding here. I'm not even joking. He was working with the Danish government. He's a little rich kid. Quote, one such plan for the furthermost of aesthetic is for Denmark to borrow a large sum of money and devote it explicitly to the entertainment of the masses. Nah, let's buy more bombs. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah, what are we funding? Definitely not people's happiness. <laughs> and um, let me go against him here. Like, we already tried that. We do subsidize Disney and some bigger artistic things, but then Hannah Montana gets turned into a sex symbol. It gets perverted. Give money directly to the artists. And they might spend it on heroin, but they'll probably make a better song anyway. <laughs> like, why is the American dream dead? Everyone knows they're just being sold something around the corner. It's all ethical instead of aesthetic. What if we took all the money that we spent on advertising and gave it to artists? So on city blocks, you're looking at art everywhere. That would inspire some imagination. Think about this one, guys. The metrics for CNN Plus dropped. They had 10,000 subscribers. I'm not... 10,000... I have one-fourth the audience of CNN Plus. Like, imagine if I had the budget of CNN's online streaming platform. I would be making gunslinging Western movies, entertaining the masses with philosophical sci-fi bangers. Bro, <laughs> what are we spending this money on? <laughs> Why are we... Everybody's just bored. It goes to the Camus point. People do the things they do because they're bored. And some people would rather be bored together. Some people would try to create a weird-ass life with their boredom. We have better movies. We have better scripts. We have better technology. It's like we're being drip-fed enough to keep our imaginations on life support. Like, I genuinely think Real Engine 5... Or there is a VR platform they have at the bottom of Area 51. This is not at the best graphics that they have. It's still stick figures in VR. Come on now. <laughs> We're past this. Towards the end of the chapter, he's embodying his persona, Johannes Climaxus. <laughs> he plots the slow, deliberate pursuit. Johannes is going after a chick, and he's doing the whole nine yards. Poems, flowers, boat rides. He's a simp. He's getting pleasure out of the chase, whereas Don Juan gets pleasure out of the pleasure. Like, it doesn't make you smarter. I'm not saying I do sound contradictory, but you get pleasure out of different things. People are radically different. <laughs> and I, for one, think that delayed gratification does help a lot. Um, if you're trying to control your brain. One of my favorite cowboy philosophies. Let ways be. Either or, bro. <laughs> That's the Danish version. Let ways be. Climaxis. He's uh, chasing this chick, Cordelia. The scheme goes as planned. The two get engaged. 
and they're sitting in a tree one day and Climaxis thinks, this was way too easy. Now I'm unhappy. This girl, she would have fell for anybody. <laughs> so he's like torturing his own mindset and he makes a plan to get Cordelia to break the engagement. And he's saying, now I'll get her back for real. <laughs> like this guy is literally addicted to the chase. He's making his own romantic comedy out of his life because that's the feeling he loves chasing after something. And the story ends when he gets her to dump him. He realizes he never wanted to spend his life with her in the first place. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like you see in this goofy ass fucking story he made up. Marriage is stressful either way. At any part of the pursuit. Will they, won't they? Pam and Jim. Either way, I'm fucking stressed out with all these storylines. Enough. Chapter 2. Ethics. This part is written under the name B. And Judge Wilhelm. The judges starting by trying to re-sanctify the holy matrimony of marriage in his town. He writes... There is actually more aesthetic pleasure to be found in a consistent marriage than in a bachelor's life. You know, it's like a renaissance type of time. People aren't getting married as much, so they have to get the officials to convince people to have kids. And what was that quote he's saying? You know, there's actually more art in being married than there is in living freely. <laughs> You can find art in it, but this is straight propaganda. That's why it makes me laugh. Like, married men all over the world are white-knuckling it. His example is case by case, okay? <laughs> there are those couples that live in a van and then do gymnastics over the Grand Canyon. They get Gabby potatoed eventually. That's why it's a good story. Don Juan says bachelors are forward-looking. This judge is saying that bachelors are backwards looking. You're always thinking about the last person you had sex with. <laughs> so you see everybody who's on the other side is just attributing their own insecurities to the fucking thing. Salvador Dali, this is the only way to live. Isness, isness is the business, baby. The moment. You've got to be right here, right now. I'm with you guys. Wherever you are, I feel that connection. I love this shit, bro. <laughs> Isness. Stop judging other people. It takes you out of that space. You get better at getting to it and holding on to it. The meditation helps. And there's so much ironic contrast I could be pulling here. Consistency will bore you to death eventually. It's what Don Juan used to say. <laughs> so, like, the consistency of being a lonely-ass bachelor or the consistency of the same fucking pussy every night. I'm obviously making a joke to... <laughs> but consistency, you gotta shake things up. Get a new girlfriend or buy a new sex toy with the missus. Consistency is good for 1% growth if you want to live like a corporation. But if you want to have a human aesthetic life... Mix the fucking thing up. Like, loneliness will bore you. Consistency will bore you. When am I getting grandkids? Why are you living this way? Can we just fucking have mashed potatoes and enjoy some turkey? Love. Just spread the, the positivity. What's all with all this finger pointing? 
Like, people like to make fun of the fence sitter. You have to choose a side. It's what's making you guys crazy. <laughs> when I get off this fucking platform, I'm zen, dog. Yeah, consistency or randomness. It's the spice of life. Like, let me just refute the judge here. Bachelors are backwards looking. I got a goddamn countdown clock until I get to go to Key West, Florida and bang old ladies. Gertrude, I'm gonna blow out your hip. Ethel, get your life alert ready. Fucking, like, bachelors are backwards. This makes no sense, these blanket statements. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seriously having sex with old women with a Viagra dick. <laughs> no joke. At the time he wrote this, they needed more kids. That's why the judge is trying to convince people it's more aesthetic to have kids. You'll be an artist because you're creating life. What a great medium to try out things. Like, my point here, MSNBC is running ads saying having kids is selfish. The morals change over time. And that means it's not a moral. A moral is something you hold consistent. The authority figures don't have morals. They just say what they need to at the time to keep the population in control. Period. I didn't want to have to go there, but don't listen to judges. Don't listen to news anchors. Maybe not even doctors about whether or not you should be having kids. That is the most heartfelt thing that you're going to have to ponder in your life. And it's basically a financial situation for most people at this point. So they're making the decision for you. <laughs> it's selfish to have kids, so we're going to make sure you don't have enough money, too. You get their point of view. The Pope just put out a fucking other article that said eating meat is an amoral act. You're going to have to call me Lucifer, Father. I need those gains. These are all don't listen to people in high places when they're telling you what to do with your body. That's going to be the message here. <laughs> That's basically the whole first part of the traditional life. Everybody around you is going to tell you to have kids. So we're going to go deeper into this. <laughs> Quote, A's devotion to the aesthetic prevents A from making any significant life choices. This is the judge, B, saying that A, the artistic guy, can never actually do anything meaningful because he's devoted to art. Black and white. <laughs> Isn't devotion to the aesthetic a pretty significant choice? You're becoming a vessel for art to come through you. I know it all sounds so douchey and gay. It's the only way this place works you gotta have people that really do commit to both things again i'm still saying i'm amidst my awakening here i have not committed to something i ponder on this very difficult it racks my mind i'm 26 years old i still don't know what i want seriously guys i don't know maybe you could commiserate with that you have to know by the time you're 18 you will take a standard practice test to tell you what your profession is i don't know guys Quote, to have faith is to lose your mind and to win God. Like, I know the secret. We all know the secret, but we're scared to take the leap into nothingness. Faith? Faith? F 
Fuck faith, bro. I've got an iPhone in my pocket. I know logic and philosophy. Faith? <laughs> it destroys your mind to have to... Yeah, I believe in this thing. Yeah, I'm going to give my life to this thing. Fuck that! I need some agency. <laughs> and that's the only way God will love you if you fucking give up everything for faith. <laughs> that's the story of Abraham, bro. I'm getting biblical. God is a sadistic bastard. Abraham had his first son, and God is starts chirping Abraham. <laughs> they live to be like 200 at like 80 years old. God is going, yo, you need to kill your son. Yo, kill your son for me. He came in the form of an ox. The ox talked to Abraham. Yo, I'm God. You're not tripping right now, but you should kill your son. It came to him like a million times. Finally, Abraham takes his fucking son to the top of the mountain and cuts his heart out. <laughs> The whole point of the story, kill your son. It's a test of faith. And it's so dumb. <laughs> but it's not, because it's like my com joke. I always say, what, dead babies, God? Why did you plan for that? You gotta trust the entire process. Yeah, that's part of the equation. I put dead babies there. You scumbag. <laughs> faith, dude. Quote, the aesthetic has its place, but the place of the aesthetic is beneath the ethical. So he's going, as long as you believe in God, then yeah, you could be a, a fucking painter. <laughs> the same way that priests can talk to God, this judge is able to pull the elder judicial scrolls out of his ass. <laughs> like, I'm presenting the book. The aesthetic has its place, but you have to believe in God. How does the judge know this? What do you... You're just oozing with virtue, my dude. You got radioactive shit for brains. What are you saying? <laughs> Stop with the blanketness. Yeah, but thankfully the letter ends there. Some really big stuff to contemplate, bro. Do you lose your mind and you win God? Faith. I'm telling you, it's powerful. I'm not telling you what to believe in, but faith... This is coming from the book guy. Fuck knowledge. Knowing things is gay. If you believe in something, you have the power of a son. Oh my god. It's getting me fired up. Belief. Faith. Quote, the edification which lies in the fact that in relation to God, we are always in the wrong. This was the judge receiving a letter from some townsfolk after he posted that in town square. They're going, but if I succumb to God, then I'm always wrong. <laughs> you know, original sin. Babies are evil. God is in the right. Humans are always sinning. This organized religion is <laughs> definitely has some holes in it. Quote, whether our choices are aesthetic or ethically motivated, we are never in the right. So that's... Soren Kierkegaard stepping out of judge, stepping out of A and B. Whether you choose artistic or traditional, you're never going to be in the right. All of your motivations are self-centered. <laughs> Fuck. It's true. We're all selfish. Fuck. <laughs> it's funny because he's saying the same thing as A. In the first chapter, married or not, I'm going to feel like I'm wrong. So the aesthetic person blames themselves. Because you're on your own. And then the B 
person judge is going, society is wrong right now. I need to fix society. That's what's wrong. <laughs> These people will never get to the mental level we're at, man. Inward is the answer. Final quote for the chapter, only by accepting that God is always right and by trying to do God's will can a person escape unhappiness. Might be right. If you live like that, you will definitely be happy. Bro, say some prayers. Show some humility to this thing that we're in. <laughs> Artsy-fartsy or straight edge, if you have God on your side, bro, you got the power. Chapter 3, Either Or. We gotta make sense of what we just read. That's basically the entire philosophical argument he puts out there. What are you gonna choose, aesthetic or traditional? We'll keep it short because there's two more essays after this. Here's a quote that kind of spells it out if you lost us in there. I see it all perfectly. There are two possible situations. One can either do this or that. My honest opinion and my friendly advice is this. Do it or don't do it. You will regret both. He has a cheeky joke there at the end. You're going to regret it. Do it. Or don't do it. I think you should do it. Whatever it is, fucking commit. Commit to your partner. Commit to whatever your entrepreneurial pursuit is. Because then you won't be bored. And remember, that's the real negativity you're trying to avoid. Both sides have their strengths and weaknesses. That's what that quote is. You're going to regret it either way. Just do it and do it fucking hard. And that's what this show is. To get meta on it. I'm not trying to pick sides here. I'm always just critiquing both sides. Everything has strengths and weaknesses. Be the judge. An actual objective one. And like that guy said, while he was wrong about a lot, you can try to find aesthetic qualities in a traditional life. The art of living, I believe that shit. A lot of people do think, either or, this entire book is an attack on Hegel. Because that guy believed that the divine is played out through the actions of society. He's saying, we need to fix the world, rather than everybody just fix themselves. <laughs> Soren. He said, uh, the individual has to get right with God. So he has a religious filter on it. But I'm saying Hegel is the sociologist. I have to decide what is punching up and down. <laughs> or just everyone can decide for themselves rather than putting some people higher than others. Kind of sounds racist. Um, and, of course, these things can live together. Social systems and introspective faith. How do you know Mike Tyson is anti-religion? He always punches people in the faith. <laughs> Famous quote that comes from Soren. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. So I'm saying here, after all the information is out, you kind of see which way he leans. What's the risk? <laughs> That's one of the harder fucking questions to ponder. Does there need to be a risk for something to be brave? Like, is living a traditional life and committing to one woman brave? In a way, it kind of is, but yeah, there's absolutely zero risk there. <laughs> 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 
another quote we got here. This one's a banger. What is youth? A dream. What is love? The dream's content. And I had to fucking spend an hour thinking about this. If you extrapolate it, he's saying, once you stop loving, your youth is over. Youth is the dream and the content is love. So once you stop loving, the dream is over and you're a sad fucking adult. Keep on loving. Keep on dreaming. Fuck me, bro. Old people all over the place. They're sad, grumpy fucking bitches. I want to be forever young. I'm going to bust it down with Betsy and Key West. (laughs) Seriously. Like... I think the saddest shit in the world is sad adults. How have you not figured it out yet? (laughs) You've been alive for three times as long as people and you still don't know how to be happy? It's just making me sad to think about right now. (laughs) I don't care about how many followers or dollars. I I just want to be happy at a certain point in my life. Like, Should you even have sympathy for sad adults? (laughs) I don't know, man. I've had this theory for a long time. Sluts live longer than prude people. You're radiating with love. You're spreading that youthful energy. What the fuck are we doing? (laughs) You're getting old and cranky because nobody's fucking. You could tell what old couples are spreading the love. People ain't got no love, mama. I think the whole world's addicted to the drama. (laughs) Gonna go black-eyed peas on you. Soren Kierkegaard wrote, Where is the love? Quote, aren't people absurd? Aren't they? They never use the freedoms they do have, but demand those they don't have. They have freedom of thought. They demand freedom of speech. (laughs) My dude Mark Twain said, Humor is God's greatest gift. Soren said, I chose one thing. To always have laughter on my side. <laughs> Moving on. Second to last chapter. Fear and trembling. We're going super quick this one. He wrote it under a pseudonym. Johannes Silento. This one really starts hippie. Quote. I am convinced that God is love. This thought has for a primitive lyrical validity. When it is presented to me, I am unspeakably blissful. When it is absent, I long for it more vehemently than does the lover for his object. He's objectifying women. I'm convinced that God is love. He figured it out. (laughs) Stop spreading your faith on everybody. Start spreading love. Johannes Silento. I guess this is his hippie persona. It really is that simple. This is a one minute long chapter. Some strangers, you could feel the love on them. The old people that are fucking, most people are just anxious and radiating with pre-fight energy in this world. (laughs) Here we go. He moves on to talk about indecision and the inability to handle freedom. Angst, he defines as the dizzying awareness of one's freedom of choice. Maybe that's why Americas are the most angsty. It's because we're the most free. (laughs) You got to get your own health care. Figure it out. There's your angst. Like you could just sit on the couch with your head spinning, not know how to spend the day. Then your angst is pooling up 
pathologically. It's going back to the boredom thing. That's the worst thing to do. Neurochemically, even. Go for a walk. Quote, if anyone on the verge of action should judge himself according to the outcome, he would never begin. That's exaggerative. (laughs) Some people are motivated by outcome. He's saying that angst and anxiety, they go hand in hand. There's all the, the Greeks call it problemata. It's a problem of the heart not knowing what you're working towards or what to do. So again, we're back to the secret. Get your belief in order. Commit to something. He's going like one failure leads to your next success. Okay, then I'm just going to contract heart failure. (laughs) Failure is the gift. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm going to go. No joke. When something goes bad, it's giving you a chance to grow. Choose the hardest thing. Do it. That's motivation. Testicular torsion? Good. Stepped on a crack? Broke your mother's back? Good. (laughs) If you didn't have any hardship, you would be such a pussy. Do hard things. Test yourself. Get humbled. Dude, that's the gift. Failure, that's the way to rework your mind. Start looking at that shit as the gift. I don't know. Dead baby, good. (laughs) Quote, there is no faith without prior resignation. That's where we're back to again, bro. Get your faith up (laughs) in whatever it is. Whether it's new age, you believe in orbs of energy, or you believe in some guy with a white beard on a cloud. It's all energy, dude. Just believe. Let me sum up the chapter. It's dangerous to put this in terms of religion because they can control your belief then. (laughs) I don't know where you guys think I have an idea. But the only part that makes sense here is the relation to the inside self. That's philosophy, fucking... The teleological escape of ethics and the aesthetic. You need to kill your son. It's really confusing shit. It's your inner relation to what's right. That's the entire book. You want to have a kid? What's your inner relation? You want to get married? What's your inner relation? Soren comes off as a determinist. He's saying, we all got to follow God's plan. But I thought we have agency, which gives us angst. Some kind of disclaiming here. (laughs) He wasn't my favorite philosopher in terms of consistency. But holy shit, does he ask some of the best questions. Final quote from the chapter. This one's great. He who loved himself became great in himself. He who loved others became great through his devotion. But he who loved became greater than all. Chapter 5. The Sickness. That's all it is. (laughs) It's a sickness, bro. Are you going to be an asshole today? Or are you going to spread the love? The sickness. I have depression. I have to take medication. You're being a fucking asshole. Be a better person. It's not cool to act edgy after a certain age. Like, you can get laughs with it. It's very good for conveying messages. (laughs) It's not cool in real life to be a dick. This is the only thing I want to hear about philosophers for anymore. Tell us how to deal with depression. (laughs) 
don't be a dick to people. That's step one. Bro, you the older you get to, you feel the ripples that you're sending out there and you just feel like a scumbag when you go out there half-assed. Show up with your best self. Soren getting down with the sickness. He calls it the despair. <laughs> Sound like Camus out here. This is the worst kind, though, because if you're angsty, it makes you want to take action. Despair, the side effect is inaction. Let's just do nothing. Your brain is telling you, we're good if we do nothing. No! I like being manic depressant more than I am <laughs> when I'm sad. I think my pronouns in my bio, it's angst disparity. <laughs> it's the only th two things I freaking go in between <laughs> he said most people cannot exist in the state of disparity so they revert to angst it's such a higher mind bro to be sad and he's kind of right it's base brain getting angry <laughs> it's fun feels like you're in control of things when you're angry but being sad is a little bit smarter than that dude so let's get fucking smart and let's start being happy. Come on, get happy. Is that the Beatles? Quote, it's an infinite merit to be able to despair. He's sounding like Nietzsche here. <laughs> the ugly man killed God. You know, it's cool if you're able to be mad. Ew, this is why I fucking can't work in restaurants. And I've been servers for... Jesus, dude. These people, they love being sad. That's their currency. How sad are you? Fuck that! It lowers your energy being in some of these places. I know I sound fucking like a dude pondering the orb, a chick with crystals. It's such a bad culture to be around. Man, I'm a victim of culture, dude. Fuck. Sadness is a currency in today's society. <laughs> Fucking rappers with tears tattooed on their face. Despair, he says, is it an excellence or a defect? Regarded in a purely dialectical way, it is both. We're not using it in the right way. Brother, I use my fucking despair when I'm lifting weights. You pull into that shit when you need to. Or if I was going to war, if I was going to fight somebody, bro. I'm pushing out the amplitude right now. You can tap into that fucking despair. And unfortunately, we're using it to bring each other down with this commissary. <laughs> no. Use it to create a union and get your boss fired. Let's organize. Here's the best neurological tip I've heard recently. Never celebrate more than the pursuit feels good. It's all about the brain chemistry levels. You have to be on that constant ascension. So you have to be addicted to the climb. It's the climb! Hannah Montana. There, we went full circle. Seriously, don't overload your brain with chocolate cake. You gotta love the suffering. Easy to say, hard to do. It's a process. Bro, that's the only way I used the despair to destroy the despair. <laughs> you gotta get Thanos with it. You gotta become an alchemist, a master of your emotion. Use the sickness to cure the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 
wait, smashing Kim Kardashian isn't going to make me forget about my dad who died in 9-11? Pete Davidson callback. Wait, so like, if I get on SNL, I'm still going to be wildly depressed? Either fucking or, Pete. (laughs) Coming down from a high is a pretty difficult skill, he's saying here. And so you got to master your emotions. Here's a better quote. The greatest hazard of all, losing oneself, can occur very quietly in the world. Sad adults, as if it were nothing at all, no other loss can occur so quietly. An other loss, an arm, a leg, five dollars, a wife, is sure to be noticed. (laughs) What did Big Sean say? Man, I see niggas in the same place five years later. That shit pathetic. Dude. (sighs) Life is up and down. That's why he's saying it's learning how to come down from the highs easier. It's easier to go up a mountain. It's easier to ascend. It takes skills to gracefully go down something. You got to complete the goal and then set up your next mountain. Otherwise, you're getting angsty again. All this motivational stuff has its own universe, you guys. (laughs) This is dope. Let's speed it up. We're going a little long. But I gotta dwell on this quote a little bit more. It's so fucking sad. Two-third of adults are on medication for their brain. Sad people drugs. People lose themselves over life. No! I'd rather lose a couple fingers and toes and still have my spirit intact. Let's go! What the fuck is happening to people? Bro, I used to say this on stage. Are you people alive? What the fuck is happening? Where is the energy, everyone? (laughs) I know I'm manic at times, but what the fuck? People are half dead out here. People are fucking zombies. Don't lose yourself. Remember that energy you had? Remember when you wanted something as a kid? Holy fuck, that's the life. That's the aesthetic. Find it. And again, tap into that fuel. Use it in your marriage, bro. It's all right there. It's all available. This is what we should be teaching kids. Bro, the the moral of this chapter, that's the sickness. Or was this trembling? I don't know, but depression, despair, I think that's the real endemic, pandemic of our day. There's no statistics out there for people who lose themselves. It's the saddest thing. There are many among us who think life is a joke. Us knickers, we've been through that. This is not our fate. (laughs) Come on, pick it up. We're going to be fucking millionaires. Moral of the story today, don't waste your life. Do it. Whichever side you're going to pick, do it hard. Married, unmarried, black, white, Mexican, I don't care, be happy. It's fun to joke about how much certain parts of life sucks and the stereotypes. You're going to regret every day that you didn't show gratitude. Wow, that joke about the black guy actually was funny. I think these people that are going to tweet mean, that was a racist joke. You're going to regret that later. I wish I just enjoyed it. Be happy, spread some love, show some gratitude. Quote, ah, so much is said about human want and misery. I seek to understand it. I have also had some acquaintances with it at a close range. 
So much is said about wasted lives. Where did this guy get this insight? He's a rich kid from Denmark. Like, I don't understand, bro. He tapped into some truth here. Final quote. I don't pretend to be a perfect human being. Far from it. But I know it. And I'm willing to admit how far from perfect I am. You think I don't know what sin is? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was either or. <laughs> so good. The wit and wisdom coming through from Soren Kierkegaard. We're soaring. Swinging back to the complete opposite side of the spectrum, the pendulum, next week. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got... I hope they serve beer in hell. <laughs> this is the only book that I would ever bring to a party. Tucker Max. <laughs> it's like if, um, I don't know, Barstool or Total Frat Move was a book. It's the most bro stories that you're ever going to hear. Complete degeneracy. And I'll definitely tell some of my tales that go along with it. It's just a good time episode because we got all heady today. <laughs> Absolute staple of 2000s literature coming up in seven short days. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for staying tuned for the classics. Seriously, I want to keep getting higher up on that spiritual totem pole together. Whatever it is, getting closer to God. <laughs> for real, let's do this, people. Think about where you were when you first heard the show. Think about where we are now. We're getting there. Harry Schwann on Instagram. Go check out some free funny memes every single night. We don't miss. Also, patreon.com slash the niche hikes, memes, secret podcasts. Let's get a random soundboard effect to end this bad boy. We need more philosophy go deeper ladies and gentlemen we will be back in seven short days nick munis signing off i love you the listener for real take it easy out there peace